Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Many of you may not realize that New York City, and particularly Queens, is home to some of the largest movie and television studios in the country, producing hit shows and blockbuster movies. Today, we have Adam Gordon, who's the managing partner of Wildflower LTD, to discuss his most ambitious project to date, which is Wildflower Studios. It's a vertical village for film production designed by architect Bjarke Ingalls and developed in partnership with lifelong New Yorker Robert De Niro, which hopefully everybody knows. The multi-level Astoria Queens campus will combine the collaborative potential of a Hollywood-style studio with the latest in digital production capability. A fourth-generation New Yorker, Gordon has built his career identifying and capitalizing on emerging real estate strategies. So, Adam, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So from what I've heard about you, you've done all different kinds of real estate projects from self-storage to architecture to Amazon warehouses and now this movie studio. So, you know, I'd really love for you just to share a little bit about, you know, your background and how you got into this most recent project. Sure. Well, I've been a full-time real estate professional since 1986 when I graduated from school. And I first worked at uh, a couple of institutions and then recognized uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to go scratch that itch. And so I did that. And I really defined myself as an entrepreneur focused on real estate. And so as waves of opportunities come and go, you know, I try to pursue things that have impact on the city I love. Uh, New York, mm -hmm. and try to get in early and bet large and right, and that's not always it's <laughs> not always practical. Yeah, but that's what I've tried to do. So you kind of get up there and uh, see something you like and go wave your flag. We were very early in the urban infill self storage business. It's hard to believe now, but twenty something years ago, when I began there, you couldn't get a loan for an institutional property and. Brooklyn, Bronx, or Queens, the, a lot of the lending institutions had redlined it, and we didn't feel that was right. And self-storage in other areas was about moving in storage or people storing boats or RVs. In New York City, storage is two things. One, it's an extra rent check, largely for people living in rent-regulated housing, so they don't have attics and basements and in-laws. And it's also, in 20 to 50% of the self-storage we would build, ultimately were small warehouses for entrepreneurs, mostly lower income and minority entrepreneurs. And you didn't need a credit check or a background or substantial capital. Every 30 days, you'd go pay for as much space as you need. And you could grow your business out of these self-storage facilities, which is kind of what happened. So you can kind of like do well by doing good. And we have been active in that business since then. And then about four and a half years ago, we saw this wave of e-commerce warehouses for Amazon, yeah. last mile delivery growing around the country. And we wanted to be part of that. And what we recognized early on was that old warehouse didn't work for these new uses, meaning that all of us have been trained now to expect delivery in two hours to two days. Right. And that means a flow of 
small number of these large trucks coming in warehouses and a large number of the delivery vans we see all over our streets then distributing these goods to us. And so we built the first modern e-commerce warehouse for Amazon, Brooklyn Logistics Center. We opened, I, I believe it's the first vertical warehouse, JFK Logistics Center for Amazon. Wow. And we're interested in that kind of innovation and supporting that innovation in the city. You know, we're at a point now where major pieces of urban infrastructure are built by the private sector. So private developers like us have stepped in where historically the government has provided this kind of support. So we're really building infrastructure. Did you build the warehouse that's in Brooklyn for Amazon? Well, they have a number of warehouses in Brooklyn. We've built some of them. We've become their most active e-commerce developer Mm -hmm. in the city. And it's amazing to see those warehouses when you go by them. Some of them are just gigantic. They really are. They're gigantic by New York City standards. If you go, you know, through the Holland Tunnel and out to New Jersey, (laughs) they're relatively small compared. But, you know, it's because space is at a premium in New York City. And so they have what they call last mile delivery stations, the sort of final mile. And those act in kind of a, a sibling relationship with these massive warehouses you might find in New Jersey and elsewhere. So I guess the question you get asked most probably is, how did you meet Robert De Niro? I met Bob over 20 years ago because our sons were banging the drums next to one another at the Diller Quail School of Music as little kids. And neither of them, I have to say, had a hell of a lot of talent. (laughs) (laughs) And we became friends. My son, Wes, is now 24 and is still housed with Bob's son, Elliot. So it kind of came out of that. I love it. So Wildflower Studios, it's 775,000 plus square feet film production, as I said, in Astoria, Queens, and really a Hollywood style studio with the latest in digital production capability and and developed in, in partnership with Robert De Niro. So I guess if you could just share a little bit more of this vision and, and when it's coming to fruition. Sure. Bob came to me with this notion of building a large-scale film studio in New York. And the only thing that I knew about studios was going to the movies and (laughs) and streaming on Netflix like most of us. And so we went around the country, Bob and um, his son, Raphael, his oldest son, and I, to learn. And what we really found were two things. Number one, the talent wants to live in LA and New York right? And the taxes drive them to places like Vancouver and Atlanta. And in LA, if everybody listening and I, if we had grown up in LA and our parents were in the industry and we were comedy writers, we would drive our car in the morning through the gates of the studio to our bungalow and we'd go write, produce, direct, act in productions. And so the studio was part of a system and it was part of the DNA of the filmmaking business. Mm -hmm. New York City saw that. And because so much talent, by what I say talent, not just the actors, but all the very talented production people, grip, lighting, stage that make up a production. So there might be a handful of actors, but there may be a hundred people working on stage. So all that talent lives in New York. And so Developers in New York basically repurpose, for the most part, cheap warehouses uh, for productions. But nobody 
really was thinking about this on a campus-wide basis. And so we thought we're not going to be better than Hollywood at nostalgia because this, their nostalgia is authentic, but we could think about the future of storytelling in all forms. So that's not only serial production like I'm Obsessed with Blue Bloods or whatever show you like, but also AR, VR, gaming, and whatever the future of storytelling may be. And we felt the appropriate place for that was not Manhattan, but it was really the boroughs. And we love Astoria because it has so much of the best and most diverse food in the city and we're foodies. And we felt that Astoria deserved world-class architecture and a future thinking designer. And so that led us to Bjarke Engels, who's designing the studio. So it's going to be one of the two largest campuses in the city along with Steiner Studios, which is another fabulous production space, and alongside two other really esteemed studios, which Kaufman Astoria and Silver Cup. So it's part of an ecosystem in New York City. And I believe the footprint is over five acres. Is that right on the water? It is. We were lucky enough to work with the Steinway Piano people. They had 11 acres and almost half of it wasn't being used. So we acquired that part of the site on the water and are under construction now. Steel is going up if you go by and uh, will be open for business in just over a year and a half. Wow. Unbelievable. And what did you guys feel? I mean, you mentioned those other studios. I mean, what was your thought process in terms of, you know, the demand? I mean, obviously you must see that there's still plenty of demand. Demand is tremendous. We all see what we do. I think anybody who's honest is saying, well, I'm not reading as many books as I used to, but you know, if you want to talk about how America spends their evenings and people around the world spend their evenings, it's, it's streaming content. So mm-hmm. demand has exploded. Supply hasn't kept up. New York City is by definition very space constrained. And we saw an opportunity to create a campus. What we also are seeing and what we're leading towards really is you see a shift somewhat away from finance in New York City and more into tech and creative. So we've seen Google and Facebook and others start to populate the west side of Manhattan from mm-hmm. you know Chelsea on down to Canal Street. And we also see the opportunity to bring creative companies, you know, the studio companies into campuses like ours. So there's a shift in where all these talented young people choose to locate. So again, it gets back to our desire to build infrastructure for New York City because you have to have an appropriate campus to attract companies like Apple and others to bring their people from the West Coast here east. Yeah, I mean, people are calling us, right, in New York, Hollywood East. I mean, how do you think New York is comparing to L.A. in terms of production? They're both great cities. I love LA and I think that they work together. There are some productions and some people that, you know, find themselves in New York City for those reasons and they can't see living anywhere else. And you talk to people who are in Los Angeles, they feel the same. So I, I never view these things as competition. Our the strength of New York City lies in its diversity in many ways. And so having many studios to choose from of the quality you know, as they say, of Kaufman Astoria, Silver Cup, Steiner, 
and us, Tony Argento of Broadway Stages, yeah. incredibly important part of the business. All of these really act in concert because there's enough demand to go around. Now, do I think it makes sense to be in New Jersey? I don't. They talk about Monmouth Stages, commuting an hour and a half each way to get to your stages. Commuting three hours a day is no life. And people are doing it because it's cheap and cheerful and they may have some tax benefits. I don't see that. I think being able to go to work, hit a great coffee house on your way, go to a, a fantastic lunch at an Armenian restaurant or a Greek or Turkish restaurant, you know, going to a yoga studio or going to hear some jazz after, that's yeah. why we live in New York. Yeah, sure. Right. It's not commuting past a bunch of Wendy's outlets and, you know, stopping off at Walmart for a to-go meal. So I don't really see New Jersey as our competition. And I frankly not an advocate. <laughs> There's nothing like New York City, that's for sure. No, there isn't. I mean, you know, we all are here for different versions of the same reason. You know, my kids now are fifth generation New Yorkers. I raised them in the city because, you know, where else can you have this great mix of culture, diversity, entertainment, excitement, education? I mean, it's just the most remarkable city. Well, I also hear you're passionate about farming and, you know, maybe in one of the other most uh, amazing parts of the country in uh, Sonoma, you have a Wagyu beef farm. So I would really love to hear about that and, and if any plans to bring that to New York. Well, I wanted to be a marine biologist or a field ecologist growing up. I had that dream, but I had striving parents. And so I ended up in business. But as soon as I could, I got involved and I sat for many years on the board at Scripps Institution of Oceanography, wow. uh, where you get to uh, hang out with scientists and learn about the sea. And then we bought a working cattle ranch in wine country a little over a decade ago. And my wife is a hospitality designer in New York City. And uh, so we had deep ties in the food and wine world. And that led us over time to start raising Japanese Wagyu beef for local Michelin star and other restaurants with, you know, young chefs in the kitchen. You know, it's our gift and we support the local food community. It's not a business that uh, has any scale or is going to have any scale, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. Well, listen, I got to tell you, between building warehouses for Amazon, working with Robert De Niro movie studios and raising cattle in Sonoma, you're, you're living the life, man. <laughs> I love it. I'm trying to just triangulate in on happiness like the rest of us. But I have to say, when I'm in the city and, you know, I get on my folding bike and I ride over to Joe Coffee for a morning cappuccino, and then, you know, I get to go into the office again because I miss doing that for the yeah. last two years and everybody's there and there's kind of an electricity. And then, you know, we hop out for lunch and go down. I go, I love, um, there's a little a Malaysian street food place called Kopi on East Broadway. So we'll go down there for lunch and then, you know, walk around a little bit. It's just as exciting as ever to be in the city. And I live in Chelsea in the middle of the arts district. And, you know, I'll go get a hit of art on the way home. So it feels like we're so lucky, all of us, to be in the city. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, I'm a big New Yorker and obviously a big Queens guy. And I'm very excited about Wildflower Studios and you know, I wish you uh, the best of luck with its opening coming in 2023. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Thank you. This is the Schneps Connects podcast. To listen to our podcast, visit podcast.schnepsmedia.com 
or stream us on all major podcast networks.